the reality is that you have to cultivate the soil. I've seen what happens when I can reap the benefits of staying true to the process and cultivating the soil of like whatever goal, whatever trajectory I'm on, like I gotta be consistent. I gotta do those small things. Sometimes that's all you gotta do is like, just do that one next step, that one small thing that leads to the next small thing that leads to the next small thing. And then before you know it, you're on the path and you're making it happen. Hey everyone, it's Kay here, host of the Wow Factor podcast. I'm here to share that although life can be complicated, wellness doesn't have to be. Tune in each week to get inspired through conversations that I have on the show and discover a holistic approach to wellness that you can incorporate into your everyday lifestyle. Today on the show, I've got something really, really, that's just a treat for both you guys and myself because my next guest, Joe Davis, he and I have went back since literally like 2006. Uh, we met in undergrad and just formed a really good friendship in the creative scene and we were involved in a lot of the same groups in college, which was super, super fun. It was just crazy when I saw him again. I actually had seen him on a post. He had been doing some work in Minneapolis and with his poetry and his music. And I thought, wow, I need to reach out to Joe and have him on the show. And I'm just so excited to introduce you to this gem of a human being. And he's just a light. He's a light. He's a walking, talking poetry making light in my life as well as many others. Joe Davis is a nationally touring artist, educator, and speaker. He's based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. He employs poetry, music, theater, and dance to shape culture. His work has been featured on BET, CNN, and VH1. He is the founder and director of multimedia production company, The New Renaissance, and he's the frontman of an emerging soul funk band, The Poetic Diaspora, and the co-creator of Just Move, Radical Justice Education Through Art. You can visit Joe Davis Poetry to book, connect, or learn more. Welcome to the show, Joe. I'm so excited to have you. It's been it's been a minute, but here we are. I'm just so excited to reconnect with you because I feel like we go way back. Really? And- do. It's wild to think about how long it's been. Like I was reflecting, like I just had a, a just a fleeting thought. But I was thinking about in undergrad when I was doing poetry with Anthony Noble and we we had a group called True Soul Brothers. And I think you did like a lyric video for one of our poems. And that was like over a decade ago. That was like maybe 15 years ago, you know? (laughs) I think it was. Honestly, I remember that because we collaborated on, you guys provided those awesome lyrics for my final, I think it was a final project for a video design class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We were in kind of the same community groups and things in when we were in undergrad. And it's just fun to see how you're progressing. And when I saw, I think I caught a news article out of Minneapolis or a video and you had been working on a project. So can you tell the audience a little bit about what you were working on? Yeah, I've been developing a new project. It just was released last June on Juneteenth, but it's a project called Show Up. And and so previously I had written a poem by that same title that was really near and dear to my heart. And it was, it's, it's to date probably one of my most popular pieces, but 
I was thinking to myself, just given this last year, everything we've been going through, I know we've all been struggling. And to me, it's a really powerful reminder to just show up, um, you know, even in the midst of the struggle to bring your, your authentic self, to bring your integrity, to bring the best of what you can. That's what showing up means to me. And so I needed that reminder for myself, but music and poetry and the arts has always been a really powerful way for me to have those reminders, almost like affirmations or mantras, to just hear it over and over again until it gets into my body and becomes a part of who I am. And so I wrote this project, I wrote the songs and the poems on this project to serve as reminders for other people who may also need um, something to help them, you know, show up every day, you know, because it's not easy. And we need we, we need those reminders. So Oh, we do. And I just absolutely love the fact that you're putting out beautiful, creative content that engages people in that reminder. And it's a it's a positive, positive, just piece of goodness that you're putting out in the universe. And I think that's huge. Um, and I really love that. I kind of want to take it back to um, kind of when we met or even before we met, you were getting going with poetry and you were you were kind of thinking outside the box, especially for the area of the demographic that we were in. So I kind of want to take it back. How did you feel back as young Joe Davis in his early 20s? <laughs> how did you feel back then? And um, how have you progressed and how do you feel about it now what you're doing yeah oh man we're taking it way back um <laughs> i mean i feel like i've always kind of had an adventurous spirit um throughout my entire life even when i was just a little kid i was like the kid who was running around with the active imagination just creating stories and playing make-believe and just having these big dreams and so i've always had that inside of me and i think um you know, in my, in my 20s, as I'm creating as an artist, I always wanted to be an artist, but I didn't know it was possible to do it like full time, but it was just my passion. And I was like, you know what, whether I do this full time or not, I'm going to pursue my passion. I'm going to be as creative as I can. I'm going to experiment and explore and take risks. And so that's what I was doing back then. And even if it was different from what I saw around me, I was just trying to be true and authentic to myself. I wanted to like express um you know this vision i had for myself and for the world and so yeah that was that was the vibe i was on back then still am you know um but looking back i do think that you know when, when you look at your younger self sometimes you're like oh i was kind of naive and hopeful maybe overly optimistic and i still have like a lot of a lot of optimism and a lot of hopefulness um that hasn't hasn't gone away but i think I don't know, it was a different time, you know? I don't know if you ever get that feeling when you look back at yourself, you're like, oh, I was so young and so innocent, so untainted by the world. <laughs> oh, I feel you there. I mean, those, those, the bubble days, like I call it kind of the bubble effect of like when we were in college, you know, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's a different world. And it was at the time though, we can't, you know, we only know what we know. And I remember adventuring into school too. And I came from a very, very small town. And so to me, where we went to school was like this big new world. So, you know, we only know what we know. And I feel like 
That's one thing that I honestly have always loved about you is the fact that you've always been authentic and you march to the beat of your drum. And you're seriously one of the kindest people I know. Mm -hmm. So I just am, I'm so excited to dive in because I feel like you're doing a lot of good in the world, especially in a world that there's a lot of fear in right now. Um, and and um, I kind of want to dive into that. How, how do you feel, how do you want to impact the world right now and the state it's in the the vision from the lens of joe davis on your thoughts on kind of some of the current events as well as how you're navigating that yeah 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 i mean it feels so pervasive sometimes uh this fear it's like a fear machine that just produces it and it's it's like we're inundated every single day uh, as soon as we we get out of bed um you know, I, I look at the news. I don't even think they should call it news. I think they should call it the worst things that are happening near you. Right? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is, you know? And then I, when I'm scrolling on my phone, I'm like, it just feels like I'm doom scrolling, just like going through all this negativity. It can feel overwhelming sometimes, but I developed what I call my rising ritual, which is where I get up in the morning around the, you know, between 5.30 and 6.30 in the morning when the sun is just coming up. And I don't even turn on my phone or turn on my computer. And I just sit with myself and I just like meditate and have my quiet time where I can like be grounded and centered and have like affirmations and prayers and things that really remind me of like the intentions I wanna set for the day and how I wanna show up. And that's like made all the difference for me. It's really, because I think as soon as, the second that we see something negative on social media or from any sort of external influence, that's gonna shape our day. That's gonna like change the trajectory of what we're thinking and feeling. And so my intention is to start off my day. I might, I might, you know, hit some waves throughout the day, but if I have like a solid foundation at the beginning of the day, that's the game changer for me. That has definitely shifted how I show up. And, you know, I don't, I don't do my rising ritual every single day. Cause you know, sometimes I fall off, all off my, my, my regimen, my practice, but I can definitely tell the difference between the days that I do it and the days that I don't. And so, um, you know, as, as an artist, as a creator, like I want to create more spaces where people can have that sort of rootedness and centeredness and groundedness that I've been able to experience for myself. I try to cultivate that for people. It doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, whoever's listening or, or you, like we're going to have, you know, they're going to have their own rising ritual. It doesn't have to be that. Right, some people aren't early risers. They're like I'm sleeping in until eleven. I got to get my beauty sleep, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's gonna be different for each person. But what I want to do is try to create more spaces where we can experience like the healing and the joy because we don't. I feel like we don't have enough spaces like that. Um, so that's that's oh, one yeah. of my goals as an artist. I love that. I mean, I really resonate with that, especially as of late, you know, in the last six months or so, I really created a nice routine for myself and it, you're right. You know, it does make a difference And there. And the days that you don't do it, you feel it, you feel it hard. And, you know, it's like, I was listening to, I was on a call the other day. It was like a group call. And, you know, we were asking, you know, what if you don't have time in the morning to do X, Y, Z? She's like, well, you can journal reflect at night, you know, people can kind of work it into their, like you said, like into their, their routine, you know, maybe you have a break midday, maybe you do a siesta routine, maybe you are a night owl, you know, I'm also an early riser about 530 myself. Nice. <laughs> and it's like, 
it's a nice time because it's the like one time in the day where you're not bombarded with text messages or anything. You kind of, you can get up, wake your body up, you know, do your routine. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I, I love that you practice that as well. It's, um, it's been a game changer and, um, I absolutely love that people can sit and rest or sit and meditate. I usually will start my day kind of scrambling out of bed and getting my running shoes on or my workout shoes on as quickly as I can and get some high intensity cardio going and kind of like get that adrenaline out of my system and get that energy kind of yeah. in a productive flow. <laughs> I feel that too. Yeah. Like I said, it looks different for everybody. And there are days like part of my ritual is like I, I'll listen to music and, and sometimes the music will just hit me and I'll start grooving a little bit. I'll start dancing. Yeah. Like dancing for me is one of my like healing practices. It's been so liberating for me. I, I never really identified as a dancer um, growing up, but um, similar to when I teach my creative writing workshops with, with people who are like, oh, I'm not a creative, I'm not a poet. And my whole philosophy is if you are creating, if you are writing, you are creative, you are a writer. Like you don't have to be Edgar Allan Poe or Langston Hughes or Maya Angelou, you know what I mean? Like if you just do it from an from a authentic place, that's your thing. And so I try to remember that when I'm dancing and I'm looking like a fool, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, this feels good to me in my body. I feel free. I feel joyful. I'm a dancer, you know? And so that's part, like when you talk about getting that adrenaline up in the morning and just moving, that's been, that's been a really great space for me too. So I feel that. That's, that's all beautiful. I'm also a, a, a dancer of sorts. I absolutely <laughs> love like the creativeness that you can do with the movement in your body and yeah. Um, I definitely need to get back to doing more of that, but, um, I love that Joe. It's, I mean, that's just a great way to set up your day. And I, I feel like that's kind of, you know, just like setting, like you said, you're building a foundation and, um, setting up for when those moments of, um, whether it be a negative or something hits you through the day, you see something on the news or somebody you, you have a confrontation or whatever it may be that like, or you, you know, have a, hard conversation with your boss, whatever it may be, it really sets you up to bounce back and kind of have a wider picture view for the situation at hand, rather than getting into that porcupine quill, as I call it, the porcupine quill effect, when you just shoot those quills out into the universe, rather than like taking a step back. A lot of the things that go through my head are very silly, but they're very simplistic. Yeah, that's memorable. That's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be thinking about that next time I want to shoot some quills at people, you know, that I think that's one of those responses we can have. Like it's, it's, it's like a protective reflex, like a, a fight response or, you know, yeah, nice, have nice. Things, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially if I don't have my coffee in the morning. I'm like, yikes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. So I kind of want to dive into a little bit about, you know, um, you were in Minot as well as I, and you, you made the leap to Minneapolis. Um, when, now I would, I'd love to hear about your journey of travel. When did you, when did you move to the Twin Cities and how has that affected your growth and your career? Yeah. So I, I took a big leap in 2013. Actually, before I moved to Minneapolis from Minot, I, I went to New York for that summer 
Um, that's right when I graduated from Montana State University. I was a part of this, this artist cohort that lived in New York, where we were all living together and working together, playing together, creating. We created a big project throughout the summer. And, and so I could have stayed in New York after that, but New York is like mad expensive to live in. And it's just mm. like a lot. And I love, I love the energy there in New York. It's, it's like the hustle and bustle and, and then the excitement. I love that. And it was a lot. <laughs> it was like kind of overwhelming sometimes. And so I already had a lot of friends here in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And I would visit and I had uh, one friend in particular, um, he's a hip hop artist. He goes by Agape, but some people know him as David Shear. He had invited me out here uh, one weekend. And that weekend that I came out, he took me to like all the dopest spots. <laughs> like I was just falling in love with the city. We went, we went to like a basketball game. We went to a soul food restaurant. We saw people in his community who are, who are artists and organizers. Um, I was like, wow, this is like a really vibrant like interconnected community I could really see myself being a part of. Um, and I wasn't sure if that's where I was gonna land, but I started talking to people. There was a, a, a like a, a pastor and a leader of a nonprofit out here who like talked with me. We actually went to that sofa restaurant I'm talking about. We went and had, had uh, lunch there. And he's like, hey, if you wanna come out here, he's like, we can have a place for you to stay. We can have a job for you. Just talk to me. So he was a like really well connected person, and he was already saying, "Hey, we got we got what you need. If you want to come out here, we we got your back. We could look out for you." And um, that's that's been my journey. Like I'm super grateful and super humbled to have found people who are already like willing to like embrace me and welcome me and help me like just just find ways to navigate and, and move and groove throughout the cities. So that was super helpful. Um, it was a bit of a change, like making that that transition. I'd already had like a really big learning curve when I went to New York, oh, as yeah. you can only imagine, right? But uh, yeah, eventually I kind of found my own rhythm. I, I worked at the nonprofit for a couple of years, um, but I was I was at the at the nonprofit. I was the poet in residence and the youth organizer, and so I was already able to do what I love through music and poetry and, and working with youth. Um, but after I kind of served my term there. I didn't know what I was gonna do next. And I was like, okay, so am I just gonna like get a regular smegular nine to five? You know, I was, that's not really my vibe. That's not really what I wanna do. Like I wanna be a full-time artist. I'm already getting a lot of gigs. I'm already doing what I love. What if I just take this even bigger leap of faith and, and just try to be a full-time artist? And that was in 2015. So two years after I moved out here, um, I was like, okay, here we go. I don't have a job anymore. Like I'm not employed by anyone. I'm not working for anyone, just working for myself. Let's see how this goes. And uh, that same year, I got my first ever grant um, through, it was called the Intermedia Arts Spoken Word Poetry Grant. It was like one of a kind, like they don't have a lot of grants like that specifically for spoken word poets. But I got that grant. It wasn't even that huge of a grant. It was like, 2300 or 3000 or something like that you know and but the significance of it though was that that was affirmation for me because it was a pretty rigorous application process and then as i got the grant we also were part of a community of other artists we had a mentor and so that was the year that like i started a band i produced my first ep ever 
Um, and so I had a lot of first and it was, it was because of this kind of process, this chain of events that occurred when I took that leap of faith. Um, mm. so since then I never looked back. I'm like, I like, I like this. I like being able to work, uh, for myself. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and kind of make my own schedule. I'm self-motivated and I'm adventurous. I take risks. I know it's not for everybody, but for those who like have that desire, uh, to like just take control of their lives, um, I'd highly recommend it. Like it's it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made to be self-employed. To own, I started my own business not too long after that. It took some time to like learn and grow and develop, but I have my own company called the New Renaissance, where I put on concerts, I put on theater productions, I've I've written and directed and produced my own theater productions through the New Renaissance, and so. Um, yeah, it's just been an evolution, this tremendous evolution, but uh, just really grateful that the, the community's always been there and they're the ones who created the space for the opportunities and, and for me to, to learn and grow. And yeah, it's, it's been amazing. I love it. That is the, it's so inspiring because I, I kind of, um, we're cut from the same cloth that way. And mm. I feel many of us are, you know, it, it's like there, it takes all sorts. And I just love to hear from others that are also in that kind of entrepreneurial mindset, want to take control of their lives and want to serve in a deeper level. And I love that you were able to find that because that gives people, that gives me courage. And that gives, you know, our listeners courage that if that is your calling, you know, a lot of people feel like they're, they're stuck in a job and that if they, they feel wrong for wanting to leave a good job or they feel, you know what I mean? Like they feel, why do I not like what I'm doing right now? It's a good job. It pays well. I have benefits, X, Y, Z, all the things, but there's something in their heart. That's just saying, you know what, this isn't, this is somebody else's dream that I'm living in right now. I'm, and I'm not fulfilling my dream. And I feel disjointed. And what would you say to someone who's kind of in that situation? Yeah, man, I'm such a huge advocate of like following your dreams and, and living a life that's fulfilling. Um, it's not easy because there will certainly be challenges and obstacles because the world isn't necessarily designed to like, at least like in the United States of America, right? The way things are set up, is like the the status quo the standard is like you get that nine to five you know you go to college you you get married you get that nine to five they kind of have certain templates that that is are expected of us but when you go off the beaten trail to to the road less traveled to be a trailblazer right uh that can be like you're taking a risk right and so there's, there's going to be some things that might pop up but ultimately, I promise you, for, for me at least, it's been so much more fulfilling than anything else. And that's what I would tell you is like, it's worth the risk. It's worth the bumps in the road, the, the bruises. Like there's so much more joy and beauty on the other side. Um, and I would highly recommend it. And, and here's the thing, I, I tell this to my, to my students when I'm working with people who are, you know, exploring their creative side when it comes to poetry and music and theater. And I say, you know, even if you can't be a full-time poet or musician or, or actor, um, I really encourage you to, to make space in your life to do what you love. Like, it's okay to work, work that nine to five or work wherever, but don't give up on your dream. Like, don't allow that to die. Like, even if you're just 
on, on the side, on the weekends, whatever, like keep that alive. Because when that part, when that dream dies, I think a part of us dies. So I think it's really important to, to stay committed and to protect that, protect that dream, protect what, what gives us joy. Um, I'm, I really care about that a lot, so. That's beautifully said. I, and that's a, that is a space that I think needs to be explored more and addressed more is that, that space of, you know, you have your, your eight hour, nine hour, 10 hour days of maybe in that, that day job, but you have some hours where even if it's just, you know, writing in the morning, uh, you know, write down some goals, list, you know, one of those, you know, those spider brainstorm bubbles, you know, those are, (laughs) those are super great, you know, right. You know, even if you're, even if you have an idea that you may want to pursue, you know, take 10 minutes, take, Mm -hmm. take an hour for yourself and, you know, turn off the Netflix, give yourself that hour, you know, I mean, if we have enough time in our day to binge watch 10 episodes of how I met your mother, mm, right. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> you have an hour to like, give yourself that space to have that creativity. And even just, even if you don't know what you want, or if you just want to discover a new hobby, mm-hmm. you just create some, some time to discovery. And yeah. I always say when I've heard, when you ask the universe, he answers. <laughs> it's so real it's so real yeah 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 there's like you know i i kind of named like yeah there's going to be obstacles and struggles and challenges but there's also going to be so many miracles and so many ways that like the universe responds to you like being open and willing to to follow where your heart is leading um and you know you talk about like sometimes you got to turn off the distractions um i love netflix I, i i indulge every now and then too but also I think it's important to make yourself a priority because no one else is going to do that for you. Like you have to prioritize like your hopes and your dreams and and what your heart longs for. Um, And and really be intentional about that. Um, Because we have so many demands that are like pulling us in so many directions, right? So many commitments. But when can you be rooted and grounded and centered in, okay, this is is who I am. This is the life I want to live. This is how I want to show up. Um, I think that's a really beautiful, powerful place to mm. live. And that's, that's how I try to live. So that's so beautiful. And, you know, it just kind of brings me back to a few months ago. It's like my husband and I had the opportunity to, you know, purchase an RV and go South for the winter. We went to Austin, Texas. And like, I had this idea in my head, I'm going to get there and I'm going to be in this creative environment and I'm going to thrive. And honestly, I felt flat when it came to productivity and like creativity. I kind of was just trying to navigate that new headspace. And then it took coming back to somewhere where we felt like we already had established a kind of a lifestyle that allowed for that creativity to blossom. And I, it, it wasn't easy right away. You know, I, I was kind of in this headspace where I had to force myself in a sense uh, to sit down and just do one small thing. And now it's starting, it's start, the fruit are starting to show up for just that in that energy being redirected, reinvested into these, these um, places. And I just was curious if you've ever had an experience where you felt kind of almost like flatlined as a creative or creative block, so to speak, and how you navigated kind of finding your way out of that yeah yeah that still happens sometimes like I still get 
get stuck. I have like dry spells or ruts. Um, and I like how you talked about like sometimes you gotta just force yourself. You gotta push yourself and you gotta be your own motivation because even if the inspiration isn't there, you're like, I'm not sure if I'm feeling this. Sometimes you still have to just do it, right? There's a difference between wanting and willing. Like you may not wanna do it, but you gotta still be willing to be present to the process. And it might be super awkward or painful or uncomfortable, but still doing it. And that's that's been a big lesson for me is like, yeah, okay, I don't, I, I don't know what I'm writing right now. I don't know if I'm really feeling it. It's not coming out the way I want it to come, but I'm, I'm still committed to the process. And eventually maybe I'll stumble upon like I'll unearth a gym through all of the, the dirt, right? Um, and I think for me, I, I can be really impatient Sometimes, like, I mean, I'm let me just be honest, I can be really impatient <laughs> a lot of times. Me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? but, but one thing I often say is, you know, we, we want to we wanna plant the seed and eat the fruit the same day. But the reality is that you have to cultivate the soil. I've seen what happens when I can reap the benefits of staying true to the process and cultivating the soil of like whatever goal whatever trajectory I'm on, like, I gotta be consistent. I gotta do those small things. Sometimes that's all you gotta do is like, just do that one next step, that one small thing that leads to the next small thing that leads to the next small thing. And then before you know it, you're on the path and you're making it happen. And you're like, wow, how did I even get here? I wasn't really feeling it back then. I was really grumpy and, and frustrated and impatient, but I like was pushing through and here I am. I'm actually enjoying it now, you know? And you, you're like, you, you gotta gotta just do that just put yourself in that in that space sometimes um, oh yeah get a little uncomfortable and then it, you know it it never hurts to invest a little time into yourself and mm-hmm. and into something bigger than yourself eventually you know even if you start with just a, an inkling of an idea or maybe no idea at all but you just feel like you're lacking something in your in your creative soul like to give to this earth and Mm-hmm. and just to open up that door by just like creaking it open you know with 15 minutes a day and that's that's really that's how I started back <laughs> yeah yeah I feel that yeah. yeah yeah similarly you know just just riding a little bit here and there and it's it's not always even around writing um you know there's there's other goals too that I've that I've set for myself that felt really big and almost insurmountable like so the first time I ever uh so I wrote directed and produced uh, a series of plays. And that's like one of my one of my uh, proudest achievements. But when I first started developing those projects, it was extremely intimidating because I had never done it before. You know, I studied a little bit of theater in college and I had always like been um, just a huge supporter of the theater scene, always going to plays and um, just studying them, right? I, I just, that's, that's like, ah, uh, that's, uh, so much of my heart is in like the theater world right but I was like I had this story inside of me because previously what I was doing is I was putting on uh concerts and and poetry shows and I was getting a lot of success from that but I was like you know what there's an even like deeper story here there's an even bigger story here beyond just a poem or a song there's a whole narrative that I need to share with the world it was like inside of me like waiting to get out and I didn't know what I was doing I didn't I had no idea what I was doing I was reaching out to people asking questions 
And I, I was, to be honest with you, I was doing the most, I was doing too much. Like I was trying to, I wrote the play, I was directing it as well. And I was a part of it. And I had a lot of friends who were part of it, a lot of actors and dancers and singers and, and, and you know, people who had been part of that world too. So they helped me out a lot, um, but I stumbled through the process and ultimately it turned out to be something beyond my wildest dreams. You know, and, and I did it one time and people came out and showed love um, to, to the theater production. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't even know I could do that. And I did it. Let me see if I could do it again. And so I started like a series of theater productions. And now I feel comfortable and confident doing it, but I had to go through that ugly phase, you know, that messy phase. <laughs> uh, and now, now I can like, you know, confidently say I'm a playwright. I'm a director. I'm a producer. So. Oh, isn't that so true? Sometimes just that that initial paving the way, that initial like going through paving that new pathway, whether it be creative or, you know, any other life pillar, it's a new relationship, you know, it could be kind of used in everything, you kind of fumble through the first few yeah. tries, and then you start to get a rhythm that leads you into uh, um, more, you're focused more, you're producing a better, like a higher quality, faster production every time you do it. Again, it was that repetition, 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 you know, those things. Yeah, yeah. So I always tell people, you gotta get your reps in. Like no matter what it is, not just not just exercising, you always gotta get your reps in because you do best what you do most. And so whatever it is that you're trying to master, that you're trying to like grow and learn and develop, you gotta, you gotta get that rhythm, gotta get that repetition, so. That's beautiful. I love that. That needs to go like on a t-shirt or a phone background or something where I can look at it every single day. <laughs> because it's beautiful. Um, that, that it's so, it's so true. You know, it's so true. It's like, it's, we, we kind of are, and we become the things that, you know, the, the things we're practicing the most. And sometimes that means, you know, sometimes we're in, like, I don't know about you, but I'll get into kind of you know, the creative brain works both ways and sometimes goes down that negative path. And I feel like I, that's a struggle for me as a creative is that constant, you know, that other side of it, that double-edged sword of mm -hmm. that constant um, self-critique, um, not constructive, it like becomes kind of a jabby critique. And then it, that can also manifest. And I don't know if you've ever had that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I like that quote where they say, you know, worrying is a misuse of the imagination. But that's still not to say that like I definitely have experienced a lot of that. I can be somewhat of a perfectionist where I'm like, okay, I want things to be a certain way. Um, and if it's not turning out the way I want it to turn out, or even before I'm you know, before it's produced or finished, I have that that strong self-critic, that inner voice. Um, so yeah, it can be kind of hard to quiet that voice sometimes. I think that every time, um, you know, we're, we're creating, there's, there's two possibilities that show up. It's almost like a spectrum, right? There's like the absolute worst case scenario. And then there's like the, the, the best thing that could possibly happen. And then there's like everything in between. And, and the reality is that anything could happen all across that spectrum. But I try to remind myself that like imagining the worst case scenario I think it increases the likelihood of it happening. <laughs> so I can, I can name it and say, okay, this is my anxiety. This is my fear. And, and, and you know, maybe prepare or like be, be uh, 
uh, aware and be alert and move accordingly, but try to say, hey, I'm, I'm like working towards the best case scenario. Um, mm. you know, I, I, try, I try to move like that sometimes. And certainly I veer off, you know, veer off the path and I, I get stuck in those ruts sometimes or fall, fall into that spiral of negative thinking, just like anybody else. But uh, when, when I can remind myself and say, you know what, regardless of, of how it's going right now, I'm still gonna keep focusing on like the, the what's possible, right? What, what can happen? I'm gonna keep creating, I'm gonna stay motivated. I'm gonna stay on this, this trajectory. And I think that increases the likelihood of there being success when you're, when you're focusing on it, so. That's so true. It's like the power of optimism and the power mm -hmm. of that, that mindset, it, despite, you know, hardship, going on or or if something is happening for real yeah. or if it's your own mind just creating something you know you can there's there are two two ways very much to look at something from the basic foundations of love and fear i feel mm. like you know we've got yeah. Yeah. the love the fear and all the emotions and situations that come on either side and some of them do you know there's interlacing there's intertwining there's one to the next like we're all we're all human yeah. everything's fluid but yeah to like veer on that side of more of the optimistic despite the circumstances even good or bad there was a story and it's called maybe and I've, i found it here i'm gonna i'm gonna read a little bit so it's a it says there's a the story of an old farmer who works his crops for many years and one day his horse ran away upon hearing the news his neighbors came to visit such bad luck they said sympathetically maybe the farmer replied the next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it three other wild horses. How wonderful, the neighbors exclaimed. Maybe, the old, replied the old man. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses, was thrown, and broke his leg. And the neighbors came to offer their sympathy in his, on his misfortune. Maybe, answered the farmer. The day after, military officials came to the village to draft the young men in the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed by him. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things turned out. Maybe, said the farmer. Mm. So it's like a really impactful short story. And I feel like it can be very, you know, very true. And by like just looking at things from this kind of view of, mm. of life, it's very, uh, it was very moving when I, when I heard about the story. I was like, wow, you know, it just, kind of touched me I don't know <laughs> no no I love that I love that story because you never know like when you're experiencing something when you're smack dab in the middle of something that feels really heavy or uncomfortable um you're like man why is this happening to me you know but then when you look back years later in retrospect you know they say hindsight is 2020 you might might see like okay wow I didn't realize how what happened to me that I thought sucked was actually contributing to something that like gave me healing or gave me wisdom or got me closer to where I actually want to be, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really so, powerful. That's so true. It's, you know, the, in the hardships, like I've learned to look at hardships. Um, we've been recently going through quite a few hardships. I think the world has kind of been in a heart, you know, going, many people have been in hardships and, you know, and kind of looking at, looking at that hindsight before you before it's hindsight and say you know i'm going through something really really tough right now but there's going to be a lesson or a blessing mm. or some sort of growth that comes 
in the end of all of this. It's like the pressure creating, bringing the coal into a diamond. It's we're being formed and put through pressure every day, but there's definitely, it's for a bigger picture, but that, that hope, that hope and that faith in that, that this is not this valley we're in is not forever. Mm-hmm. And the growth that you can have in it and like the, the development you can have in it, focusing on, you know, you may not know what that looks like in the moment, but mm-hmm. having that to focus on can kind of help propel you through the hard stuff and not fall yeah. victim to the circumstances. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. I, I love when you said like, you know, looking, always looking for the lesson or the blessing. Like, I want to carry that one with me. That, that's, that's a nugget right there. Nugget of wisdom, a nugget of truth. Mm, such a good truth. It's something yeah. I uh, need to remind myself every day. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I like live off of reminders. And I talk about reminders a lot, but um, I think we as human beings forget. Like, there, there's so much joy and beauty and healing and truth in the world. Um but we can get distracted and not realize that there's an abundance of it within us and around us. And so that's why I think there's something powerful about having reminders. As an artist, I, I really think of myself as someone who's just here to remind the world of what's possible, mm-hmm. right? To remind the world, okay, healing is possible. Joy is possible. Even when you don't think it is like, okay, here's a song. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. I remember it. Yeah. That song brings some joy into my life. You're right. Joy is possible. Or, you know, uh just you're looking at some ugliness in the world and then there's a poem about beauty like, oh wow yeah i remember that again I, I i come back to myself i come a returning home a returning home to self returning home to truth to to what what the world can be right um that's that's my my highest hope as as an artist is to to bring people back in their lives beautiful and it's so true and I, I love that's why I love having conversations like this and and putting this out there putting this out for people to hear putting this out in the universe as something that is not focused on highlights of like today's current events or or things going on but you know there's always been there's always going to be negative things there's always going to be things that are being thrown at us but the cho- the choices are as to what we're going to invest into that into that what we that knowledge that education or that that nugget or whatever that we receive or and that mm-hmm. or sometimes that negative space that we are bombarded with mm-hmm. it's our choice to you know what we do with that space and that's the beauty that's not a bad thing that's a good thing yeah, yeah we have the choice choice is so powerful what is it they say what what you're not changing you're choosing or there's i, I love the the serenity prayer where and i don't know the precise words, but my paraphrase is like, um, help, you know, give me, give me the strength to like change the things that I can and like the, the peace and serenity for the things that I can't change and like the wisdom and knowledge to know the difference, you know? Yes, the serenity yeah. prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference that is so so true <laughs> yeah beautiful like I, even here it's like prayers are prayers are like pro, poetry they're absolutely yeah i feel like every every song every poem that i have is like a prayer for the world mm. you know a prayer for for my family for my community for um 
for life. So yeah, that. definitely, definitely. I love that, Joe. And I just, I'd love to share, what do you got, what do you got coming up next? Cause I really want to, you know, get our audience plugged into where they can hear your poetry, take in, listen, um, how can they find this? Because I feel like you're producing, you're, you're, you're putting something really, really valuable out into the world right now. And it's a, I love that it's creative and I love that it's one of a kind and I love that it's authentic. Um, so I'd love to get people plugged in. Where, where can they find you? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, so like I said, I, I just released a new project called show up the music project and that's available on all streaming platforms. I think some of the more popular ones like Spotify and, and iTunes and SoundCloud, Bandcamp, like all that stuff you can find. If you just look up Joe Davis, uh, show up the music project, you can find that. It's a, a nine track EP, I just released it on Juneteenth. So definitely tap in and connect, become a part of the movement. Cause to me, it's, it's like a whole show up movement. Like I have the music and the poetry, but I also have these new hoodies that I came out with, these really fresh show up hoodies that people are rocking. Um, and, you know, like I said, just offering those reminders to the world of what it means to show up authentically and in integrity and as our most, you know, fullest and unapologetic selves. And so that's, that's a big project that's just been released. And then I am, I'm always working on stuff. Like I got so much stuff I'm working on. It's hard to even like say, okay, this is the next one that's coming out. But so I'm working on some new songs, some new poems. Um, last year I was gonna produce a theater production that we had to cancel because of COVID, but mm. I still had, had developed a lot of it. I had written a lot of it. And so I might come out with that 2022. So keep a lookout for that. Um, and then, you know, we don't really know how the world's gonna look <laughs> like at any given moment with this <laughs> pandemic. So. I don't know, which is also a reason why I've, I've delved into the world of um, film. So I've been, I have some friends who are filmmakers and, and, you know, music video producers. And so a lot of the work that I would normally do in person, like via a concert or, or a theater production, I've been doing as like doing a lot of video. And so that's something people can look out for is, is I'm doing a lot of video production now. Um, and all of my work is always going to be on joedavispoetry.com or they can find me on any social media through Joe Davis Poetry. If they look up like on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff, they just put Joe Davis Poetry. You can find me on anything. So. I love that. Well, definitely I'll link that up in the show notes and then um, on the website as well. Yeah, and yeah. I appreciate it. I kind of, you know, I have a couple more questions. Like, and I kind of want to dive into how, especially being in Minneapolis and, you know, everything that went down in this last year, yeah. how do you feel being a creative in the city? How do you feel that this last year has impacted you, especially living in the Twin Cities, which is kind of an epicenter of, mm -hmm. of events um, this year? Yeah. How do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah, uh, I, I laugh because we, I've heard a lot of people say no one knew the revolution was going to start in Minneapolis except for Prince. Right? <laughs> that is a, a great way to look at it. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, just being in the heart of this, this like uprising that happened last summer really did impact me. Um, you know, the, the whole world saw what happened to George Floyd. And I know people have so many different thoughts and feelings about that. But I, I can say that I, some people think this is wild that I can say this, but I actually still haven't seen the video. 
And the reason why is because just one of my mental health practices is to like, I don't like to see um, black bodies be brutalized. Just as a black man in the United States of America, where I know that that sort of thing could happen to me or other people who look like me, especially my friends and family. Like, I don't wanna subject myself to like absorbing that into my consciousness. So I consistently um, and like aggressively have avoided like watching those videos uh, even throughout the years. And I have seen some of them, but I don't like to watch that stuff. Um, it really gets to me. And I'm really like, I'm, I'm like, I'm sensitive to that kind of stuff. Um, and so I'd never watched the video, but um, I've been involved in so many conversations and so many healing spaces, so many protests and marches and rallies over the past several months. And, you know, my commitment has always been, how do we create space to like heal? And how do we create space for, for justice? Um, you know, and I think that's an ongoing process. It's not like an event. Um, it's something we all got to keep working at together. Uh, I, one, one of the songs that I wrote recently, I think this might've been what you were referencing, uh, when the, the article that was written, Star Tribune did an article and a video about um, some songs I had written after experiencing the George Floyd uprising. And one of the songs is called Love Like Fire. And I wrote it because, you know, the whole world saw Minneapolis go up in flames, right? Um, and there's so many reasons why that happened, so many historic reasons, so many political reasons. Um, but I think oftentimes when we see fire, like we think danger and, and, and we're afraid which, which is rightfully so, right? But also fire can be healing and fire can offer warmth and light in ways that we need to see light. Um, and so I wanted to play with the complexity and nuance of fire because that's been my experience through this whole, you know, through, through last summer. And so I, I called it Love Like Fire because I wanna, wanted to bring people's attention to how like fire can also offer like some healing um even in the midst of the pain both how how are we present to both how do we like hold our hands open wide enough to hold the complexity and nuance right and so that we can ultimately find the healing that i know our hearts long for um so that that's what my experience has been and it's not over i know we had the trial right, that just happened uh, with Derek Chauvin. But there's still a lot of work to be done. Like they, you know, they, they locked up uh, a violent, brutal police officer, but these sorts of things are still happening. And so I want to continually be part of that conversation, continually be part of that change. Um, I know there's a diversity of, of thoughts and opinions about it. And I think that's okay. I think that's the beauty and the power of America is like, we have this diversity. How are we gonna figure this out together? You know, and, and so that's, that's the work that we have moving forward. Oh, it's just beautifully said, that's so respectable. I absolutely love how you just kind of took that experience and, and, and you're, you're, you know, creating a beautiful thing, a opportunity to learn and grow for everyone and yeah, it's just, it's been such a pleasure, Joe. I absolutely love our conversations. And I knew 
you know, it'd been a few years since we, we talked and I just knew it would be effortless because we've always had such a good connection. Yeah, I just like, I absolutely love what you do. I like to ask the question at the end, you know, if you have anything you want to add for the listeners. Yeah. Maybe I'll close this out with the poem if that's cool. Yeah. I was actually going to ask. I would love, love, love if you uh, shared one of your poems with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have uh, one of my favorite poems to share. It's called Show Up. Uh, some folks have heard it, some folks haven't. It was kind of the poem that started this whole music project for me. So I wrote, I wrote this poem a few years ago um, when I was thinking about like what it means to, to like get up in the morning and, and to like do the work that you feel you're called to do, even when it's not easy. Um, and, and like, again, coming back to that, that need for reminders. So I wrote this poem um, for other people to remind them. And then I realized, okay, I need this reminder too. <laughs> uh, so that every time I share it, I'm like, yes, this is a gift to other people, but it also just really um, energizes me and, and it motivates and inspires me as I share it for the sake of others. And so this piece, uh, I hope can be something that, that keeps that fire burning for, for all of us. I like to say, we all got the spark. I just came to fan the flame. And so that's what I hope to do with this poem. Show up. Goes a little something like this. We've each been called to this place, this time and this season. You may not yet know the rhyme or the reason. You may not feel, think, or believe in the same things I believe in but we've been asked to show up. Show up wherever you are from. You can come here to be free. So bring your full self, both your head and your heart, your hands and your feet, and anything and everything infinitely beyond any duality, your sexuality, gender, race, age, or ability. We all have the ability to be. Without you, I'm incomplete. Without you, there is no we. I need you not just to survive, but to thrive, to come fully awake and alive with potential and possibility. Join me at the table for it is wide and there's lots of food to eat. So show up and be fed and feed others, satiating a different kind of hunger, fueling the fire in our bellies. No matter what journey you're on, where you've been or what you've done, all will be well when we're all welcome to laugh, cry, dance, write, breathe, and bleed into the margins and follow the call to the rush reaches of who we are. Whether you run, walk, crawl, even if you fall, we fall in love, but just show up. Show up to answer the call to justice to transform both the soul and the bodily world the soul inhabits. Show up with all your awkwardness and bad habits. Show up with your doubts and with your questions. No one here, you can ask them. Show up with your wounds and your scars. We all have baggage, but just know that together we can unpack it. This is no mistake. You're not here by accident. You were here to share the stories of your sacred passage. You are the only you that ever has been. 
You are not the magician. You are the magic. So show up to this place here where there is no grace period. There's only grace, period. Bring your fears and securities. Let us marvel in the mystery. Let us listen to each other to life with a deep holy listening. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? That's the sound of the genuine within you. The spirit is stirring near you, but if you don't show up, how can anyone hear you? Show up, even if you don't know for certain. You may have the truth and healing for which this world is searching. In this grand universe, we are but small workers with a big purpose because of our hearts widening the circle. Hearts that are broken, hearts that are open, so a little light can shine through, a little hope with the hopeless. Wherever you go, simply know the spirit of this place goes with you. So go. Ready with sleeves rolled up, always growing, never fully grown up, ready with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, simply to show up. Amen, my friend. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Share. Thank you. That was incredible. I'm going to probably listen to that every day. <laughs> Beautiful, Joe. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode of The Wow Factor. It's people like you who keep the world going and are a vessel for goodness. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, grateful to be a part of it. I always say I'm just trying to keep up with the light, trying to keep up with the spirit. So I'm grateful to join you uh, in the show and in that work. So. I appreciate you creating the space for it. Wonderful. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening and tuning into this amazing episode of The Wow Factor. And we will see you again next week. God bless. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. Wow, I am inspired. Please know that the topics discussed on the show are for educational purposes only. If you are looking for more tips, tricks, and inspiration to wellness, check us out on BeWellWithWow.com. That's BeWellWithWow, W-O-W dot com. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.